There it is. We're here. We're back. It's another beautiful day. Welcome, everybody. We're going to have such an awesome show. We're going to be talking to a man about the privileges of being a man in polyamory. <laughs> I swear, it's, like, it's so rare that we actually talk to men on this show, but uh, mm. this is exciting. So tune in. We're going to have a great time. Here we go. Practicing polyamory. Real life perspectives from the imperfect people of polyamory. The mission of the Practicing Polyamory podcast is to provide a platform for all of the real-life, flawed humans that practice polyamory so that we might all learn from one another and grow as a community. Enjoy the show. All right, all right. Welcome, welcome, everybody, to this beautiful, beautiful, actually beautiful Tuesday. Uh, Tuesday? Yeah, Tuesday. Uh, if you're joining us here for the first time, welcome, and thank you so much for tuning in. And if you've been here for a while, then you already know we're live on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch every Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, at least until the end of this month. That's right, folks. The Practicing Polyamory Podcast Season 1 is coming to an end on October 27th, but we will be back rocking and rolling. February of next year. So for the rest of this month, if you have any questions about your relationships or if there's a topic you'd like to hear discussed on the show, slide into my DMs and let me know or leave a comment while we're recording live. Follow the show on all social media platforms at Practicing Polyay. Let me know what it is that you want us to talk about. And at least for next season, because all everything's closed up for this season, if you're listening to the podcast, you are a welcome guest to be on the show. None of us are perfect. We're here to share our imperfect stories because the more stories we share, the more others will see us in themselves and the more representation we have, the more we can strengthen our community. So go to practicingpolyamory.com, sign up to share your imperfect story too. All right, let's introduce today's guest. Our guest today is an incredible polyam content creator on Instagram who's been sharing his experiences as a polyamorous man on that platform since just July. And folks, let me tell you, he is one of my personal favorite follows. Our guest shares his insights on bringing up polyamory when dating, when to bring it up, people pleasing, losing family and friends for being polyamorous. And later this week, he'll be collaborating with another friend of the podcast. Shout out to at Annie Undone for what's sure to be a titillating conversation. <laughs> Our guest is also a polyam friendly photographer. And you all definitely need to check out his portfolio. He specializes in portraits and boudoir experiences. And what he loves most about his photography work is how much it helps people experience confidence and self-love when they see themselves through his lens. I'm so excited to sit and chat with our guest today as we talk about some of the privileges we have as men in polyamory. So let's see where this conversation takes us. Joining us today from Alba.love Photography out of the Sacramento area, here to provide some at Polyman answers. Welcome to the show, Albert Thodge. I probably mispronounced your name. Can you correct me? That's okay. It's, it does not sound like how it's spelled. Uh, it's actually pronounced uh, Albert Ta. Ta. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you got it. Yeah. Got it. Got it. I was like, I, I, as soon as it came out of my mouth, I was like, <laughs> I totally flubbed that. Yeah. I uh, should have asked you before the show. But Albert, thank totally you fine. so much for hanging out with me today, for spending some time here with us on the show. Um, I gave a little bit of your background, just what I can find on uh, the Google button. Uh, mm -hmm. But tell us a little bit about yourself, things that we won't necessarily find if we just search your name. Okay. Uh, so it's... 
been a very very uh interesting journey for me uh i i'm so i'm mong that's my ethnicity mm -hmm. uh and in our culture uh polygamy is very rampant it let's say rampant it's just normalized uh so okay. i grew up in a household uh with my dad had multiple wives nice. and so it sort of just had made sense for me to have this mentality of coming into like american society and being like okay well so American society is telling me I, I should be with one person, but then my culture is telling me I should be with multiple people. Mm -hmm. Polyamory kind of lines right in the middle of that. And so that's sort of how I think has how my, my mentality sort of landed in the middle, uh, not marrying multiple people, but being in love with multiple people. Right. I love mm -hmm. that. I love that. It, it's uh, interesting that your, your cultural background, uh, kind of what, what it contradicts with with where you i guess grew up yeah. um or uh did you grow up is that vietnamese uh it's a uh, mong mong it's the same area it's a very same small area. tribal uh ethnicity that grew up like in the mountains right uh -huh. next to vietnam mm -hmm. okay 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 i didn't realize mm -hmm. that it was its own uh separate country but um but so so I'm just curious. Uh, how long were you there? Did you did you immigrate to the U.S. like? Oh no, I, I was born here. I agree you were born here. here. Mm -hmm. Okay, but but your dad, you saw your dad with multiple uh, wives, and here you are in the U.S. where they're telling you just one. You know, pick one. <laughs> right. Yeah, uh, and you you have all of these uh, contradictions. I I just think that that's uh, amazing. And and so you landed with polyamory. It kind of seems to make sense. Uh, in the middle of both of these things. Mm -hmm. um, have you like talked with your family about this choice? And like, what are some of the differences? Because I mean, obviously, in polygamy, the wives are not equal on that footing, right? It's one man, multiple wives. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and the wives don't have that option. Is that is that correct? Am I getting right, that right? Right. Uh, so it's a very patriarchal system. Which mm -hmm. kind of, you know, that was the common thread between uh, the two cultures was that it very much was a, a patriarchal uh, system. Mm -hmm. uh, I think American society is just a little more subtle about it, I think. Uh, but with our culture, it was very much the man is in charge and the man is sort of like uh, purchasing wives. It, it, the man who has more resources can have more wives and to have mm -hmm. children is the ultimate goal. And so... Uh, it was sort of like a hierarchy. If if you could give more, if you could bear more children, then you were more valued, basically. Got it. Got uh, it. Yeah. And when I when I came out to my family uh, about being polygamous, about wanting to date multiple people and not necessarily marrying them, because that's what they were used to. Like, okay, mm -hmm. you want to marry multiple people. That makes sense. But for me, it was like uh, not quite, it was not taken very very well at all uh i think because it differed so much from what we grew up with it was like what are you doing why aren't you just falling in line with everyone else why are you trying to shake things up why are you trying to get attention by being some sort of black sheep you know mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so you were actually kind of ostracized with your with your family because you were making it an equal playing field and and women could also date yeah Exactly. It's sort of, I grew up with six brothers. And so the idea of dating a woman and then being okay with her dating another man was uh -huh. like out of the question, just like completely like, what are you doing with your life kind of attitude? <laughs> wow. Wow. So how did you, how did you deal or how are you, I guess, dealing with that? Like, um, 
was there blowback? Uh, we mentioned uh, you talked about losing family or friends uh, on your Instagram mm -hmm. uh, when you come out as polyamorous. Like, can you talk a little bit about that? Sure. It's it sort of goes in line with uh, sort of creating powerful uh, relationships just in general, which is just boundary drawing and reinforcing the boundaries. And so what I got right after coming out was a lot of attitude of, uh, why don't you get married? Like, why? here's this person, get married to this person, have children with this person. And so it was just a very strict saying, I'm not going to interact with anyone who's trying to invalidate how I want to live my life. And so it just mm -hmm. looked like creating a lot of distance, whether it be physical or just like completely shutting off most people who aren't supporting my way of life and reinforcing that. And so it was, it, it, there were a few family members who I haven't talked to for years. But the ones who are starting to see like, oh, okay, if we don't support Albert, then we just don't get access to him. So what can we do to, you know, what kind of support oh, wow. can we give him so that he could come back in our lives? And so it's it's rough, but it's sort of like, if that's those are the sorts of relationships I want to build for the future, then I have to reinforce those boundaries very well. Dude, that is, that is so, so pivotal, so, so powerful. Um, you kind of take that upon yourself. It's like if if these people are in your life and they're being judgmental or you know toxic or whatever, harming you uh, or or harming your mental health, you're like, eh, f that. I don't need that in my life. I'm just not going to interact with these people. Uh, and you kind of you're making them miss you. Yeah, and I sort of learned that. I think when I changed, when I like was honest with myself that I wasn't monogamous and that I was polyamorous, I sort of adopted that sort of mindset for my uh, romantic relationships. And so it just made sense to adopt the same mentality into my familial and my, you know, even my friendships as well. Mm -hmm. It's like, if you're not here to cheer me on, then, then I, I can't have you in my life. That that's the, pro the forward progression that I'm trying to make. Yeah, that makes perfect sense to have as a rule of sorts mm -hmm. uh, in a romantic relationship, too. Like, why would I want to be with somebody who's not cheering me on and supporting me? Exactly. Makes total sense. Mm -hmm. I love it. I love it. All right. Well, uh, Albert, now that we know a little bit about you, a little bit about uh, your background, um, I'm going to dive uh, into some of the stuff that we picked as our topic. Uh, you have been doing this channel, uh, this Instagram channel, at Polyman Answers, uh, only since July, but already you're you're growing. It's it's popular. Uh, you're putting out some really incredible, some really cool content. Uh, so everybody who who's listening right now, go follow at Polyman Answers uh, and tell us a little bit about your channel, some of the things that you've learned, uh, and some of the things that that you've yeah, just some of the things that you've learned just in the past you know few months that you've been running it. Sure, uh, I actually started it just on a whim because. Uh the friends and family that I did keep in my life, they were extremely curious about my lifestyle. They asked so many questions like all the time. And it was like, what? And, and I, I personally love talking about it. So I was just joking. Someone, uh, one of my friends called me Polly Man, just like a, like the superhero, you know, just like. <laughs> <laughs> nice, <laughs> it's like nice. It has a nice ring to it. Uh, and I'm always answering these questions. And so it, it made sense to make a centralized place because I was like, if my friends and family have these questions, then there are people out there who have these questions that need to be mm -hmm. answered. Uh, and to advocate for 
like a safe space to be able to talk about it because the media representation of it is so terrible. Uh, right. To to create a space, it only made sense to create a space where people can bring their questions to. And I've learned that, you know, so many people like it's not that it's uh, people say that it's a hot new topic and it's something that's new, but it's just something that's been underlying sleeping under the right. surface. Right. Like everyone wants to talk about it, even if they're not personally interested in their own life. Everyone mm -hmm. at least wants to have a conversation about it. Uh, one thing that a lot of poly uh, content creators say is that uh, listening to a polyamorous person makes me better at my monogamy or listening to a monogamous person makes me better at my polyamory. And so right. I think just having that communication, that channel open is so important. Totally agree with that. Totally agree with that. Um, when you were talking about being called polyman, like that's a superhero, like you, you're being acknowledged by your friends for this this skill set, this whatever. Uh, and it was kind of a little bit of what you and I were talking about uh, before the show started to get into our topic. When it comes to uh, being a man in polyamory, there are certain privileges that we have. And I think you kind of touched on it in this sense that when somebody looks at you as a poly man and says, oh, damn, you're, you're a hero, like you're my hero, right? right. Um, we have, as men, more of a tendency to be praised for having multiple girlfriends or whatever it is, you know, that, that, uh, that we're doing. Whereas women, what we mentioned is more of a shaming. So can you kind of give me your thoughts on that? Give me, give me uh, some of the, some of the things that you were thinking about coming into this that you wanted to, to touch on, on that subject. Sure. I, when I, when I made the decision to become open about it on social media and just in general, when I talked to people about it, uh, it just came naturally to me. And I was the first few times when I started telling people uh, actually, created a lot of curiosity. It actually uh, felt really good to mm -hmm. have someone say, wow, that's interesting. Tell me more. Mm -hmm. uh, and what I found from my female partners is that they are not often met with that at all, uh, that they're often met with the shame or uh, sort of just like judgment, like, oh, you're, you're with multiple men, you're like, you're with multiple people. And I just found it very interesting how come I wasn't like, I, I definitely was uh, ostracized for different things. So like, but then like they were given this like blanket statement of, okay, you should be with one man. That's healthy right. for you. That's good for you. You should be with one person. But for me, I was getting high fives. So like, well, what's the difference? Right. Yeah. I mean, personally, I think it comes back to what you were talking about uh, from the beginning. It, it has a lot to do with, the patriarchy, right? Mm -hmm. We're a, a male driven society. And so, you know, for, for, and, and men are seen or portrayed, especially in the media when we're talking about it as, you know, uh, possessive and, you know, we get ownership of our women and, you know, this kind of thing. Uh, women are not necessarily portrayed that way or, or um, expected to behave in that way. And so I think that that's, you know, kind of what it comes down to when we're living in this patriarchal society that we're being told for us to have multiple women is great, but our women should just have us, right? right? Is that something you experienced as well? Uh, 
It's a good question. Um, I, I, I can't really think of it so far. I haven't had, maybe I just haven't had enough, enough partners to uh, be able to, to speak on it in that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, the partners that I've had, uh, you know, during this time, uh, one of them I was married to. And so we both kind of had the same, you know, coming out and, uh, and, and experiencing a lot of the same uh, judgments, I guess, or questions, but we kind of mm. faced it together. Um, and my other partner, she had already been out for a while. And so I haven't really seen uh, that much of it, but, um, but yeah, I think, I, I mean, I think that that's what it comes down to is just the, the general patriarchy where, you know, even in your, in your family, mm-hmm. you know, everything was good until you said that, that the women are also allowed to date. Right. Exactly. And it's sort of like, uh, there's so many layers to it. There's, there's a religious layer to it because mm-hmm. they, they're supposed to be good virgins until marriage, no premarital right. sex. But for some reason, like we weren't told that I, I was personally as a man, wasn't told that I was told to go out and have multiple sexual ex- escapades before I got married. Um, Interesting. Yeah. And it's so, like where I, I guess the biggest biggest question for me is what can we do to help remedy that? Like what oh. can we do to sort of bridge the gap? Uh, and that's something I've been asking myself for a while now. It's just I and and it, I I I want to go into spaces where polyamorous women like are talking about this subject, but mm. what I found is that a lot of them just don't come to those conversations anymore. Because what do you mean? They, like, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, it's sort of like, you know, the, the, the term mansplaining. Yes. And so like when you get a group of men together and you just, like, if you have, you have a space where multiple men are, and like, are, are outnumbering the number of women at a table, let's say, and they're having a conversation, it tends to go in the direction where men sort of overpower and outspeak them in that mm-hmm. place. And what I found when I get a, got, got into these places was, they were having these discussions in like an all women space, or it was like, we actually don't want a man in this, this discussion because mm-hmm. they bring that energy. And so I, I was just like confounded because I was a part of that, uh, a part of that practice, even without knowing it, like, it's, cause yeah. it's very subtle. It's something that comes uh, very subtly and it's not malicious, but it sort of happens in male dominated spaces totally does i I, i'm i'm even you know uh leaning towards saying not even if it's male dominated like a lot of times there could be you know i'm just throwing out numbers like five women and one guy and the one guy always has to chime in and try to mansplain everything like that's just yeah 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 it's i don't know what it is like we just have this need to feel more powerful or something i don't know um but kind of in asking in, in, in your question though, like what can we do? I I asked myself the same thing. And there's like so many different things that need to be addressed. These are always like big, big world problems or like big picture problems that I think of uh that I definitely don't have the answer to. I think the only thing that I try to do is to, you know, create this space. And I think that that's what you're doing too on on your channel is just creating a space. I, I am trying, I'm trying my best because I think just being able to talk about it out loud is the first step, uh, mm-hmm. and just being aware of it is the first step. Right. Uh, 
I don't think, and, and this goes into the whole like, I'm a man, so I got to be the savior, and I got to be the hero here, and I got to change, I got to change all this. Uh, but it's sort of going to be a very, it's going to be a very long process in trying to remedy this. It's going to be very subtle steps uh, to bridge those power dynamics that it comes from being a man. Yeah, I think you know, uh, getting back to that to that question, I think part of what we can do is just to address our fellow men. Right. Um, There was there was a family party that uh, that I went to. This was back in May. Big family Mm -hmm. party. You know, we were all having a good time. Uh, We were actually it was like a three day. It was a three day party. No, no bullshit. Right. It was we went camping and, you know, just like we we rented out this whole area. And I mean, it was this big, big event. It was great. but during one of those nights, I remember uh, like we were getting food or something, and I and I made a, a comment about eating chile, right? Mm-hmm. E- eating chilies, and my cousin like starts laughing and and, and you know it, it basically becomes like this sexual innuendo, right? Because chilies, you know, they're kind of <laughs> phallic shaped, right? So I eating see. chilies is you know okay, yeah. so. So he starts making jokes and this and that, and I'm like, I, I stop. I'm, I'm not laughing at this point. And it hit me in that moment, like, first of all, I don't laugh at gay jokes anymore. Like, gay bashing isn't funny to me anymore. Like, mm-hmm. it was when I was a kid, mm-hmm. right? Like, I remember growing up and, you know, I'll, I'll make the gay jokes and, you know, right, drop that F-bomb. And, you know, all, like, growing up, all of that stuff was normal. Mm-hmm. And over the years, it, things have changed and, 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 you know, I have so many more gay friends and I'm so much more exposed to, you know, the LGBT culture that like gay bashing to me is just, it's not funny anymore. Mm -hmm. And I took that opportunity that day to like make that stand to like draw attention to it and say, look guys, that's not funny. Like what if I actually was gay? Like what if I, what if I did like eating Chile? Right. Like, what if that was something that I like to do? How would how would I feel safe telling you guys about it when you're over here cracking jokes? Mm -hmm. So I think that that's, you know, about the best thing that we can do is just be representatives among our own people, among our among our own culture, among our own friends and family. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, like, there's a lot of very subtle, just like patriarchy uh, reinforcing ideas, right? Uh, and it does start with that, uh, but you have to go about it in a very specific way because mm-hmm. uh, the people in my life who are just convinced that it's okay to like drop the F-bomb or to make gay jokes, I don't know if I'm ever going to be able to reach them. Like it's right. good to make a stand for the younger generation to see. It's like mm-hmm. for the kids at the at the party to see, oh, okay, that's not you know there's someone who thinks that that's not also not wrong because kids kids know that that's wrong to bully someone in that way right so i think it's more important to show your how it's more important to stand against it for the younger people to see rather than the, to actually change the men because i don't think the men in my life are ever going to change in that in that way that is a tough realization i guess Mm -hmm. for us to come to like there are some folks that we won't reach right um hey robbie thanks for tuning in we appreciate you um 
and I, I feel like that's a that's a really tough one for me. It's like I think about what you were just saying, where there are some people in your life that you're just going to cut out of your life because their influence is just not good, right? And if we cut them out of our lives completely, then they'll never have the chance to learn about the things that we're trying to teach them just by being who we are. Right. You know, if, if uh, I had somebody, I, I'm lucky that I really don't that I can think of, but if I had somebody in my life that I loved and, you know, but they were, they were toxic, you know, I, I think of people who, you know, whose parents just really don't accept them as polyamorous. So if I had a parent in my life who every time we talked, all they tried to do was tell me how wrong I am for being polyamorous and how bad I am, and how evil I am and all these things, like I would feel like I have to cut them out for my own mental health. Right. But by the same token, like how how can that person learn, you know, is me cutting them out going to be enough if it's not a parent, if it's like some distant cousin that I just happen to live close to, right. but you know, because of who they are, like we're not going to interact. There's got to be a balance there, right? Yeah. I think for me, there's still a lot of unresolved like childhood trauma with my direct mm -hmm. family. And so if, if there's any way I can reach like other people's family, if I think I could reach like someone else's dad or someone else's uncle, like that's an easier task for me than to actually confront my own family. And so I sort of have that uh, idea where if I can interact with other people's circles mm -hmm. and I could advocate in other circles other than my own, then I would have a better time. <laughs> it's like, uh, what do you call it? Uh, like getting to them around, like how, how, what am I trying to say? Uh, I may not be able to influence my circle directly but maybe i have mm -hmm. a friend like you who mm -hmm. could influence that circle who could reach them exactly. uh, you know when where i can't Ho I hopefully ho hopefully uh, i could get to a place where like i can do that for multiple people uh because you know i, I i'm hoping that losing contact with my family is, is it, 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 they lose me as a resource but hopefully they will gain other people as a resource when when i'm gone you know yeah yeah, for sure. Um, roads? Well, we're going, we don't need roads. That's right. We're taking off on this <laughs> thing. <laughs> um, I wanted to ask you just a little bit more about uh, your channel and some of the collaborations that you're doing. Um, I did mention, I want to give you a chance to plug some of that stuff too. I mentioned yeah, sure. uh, something that you've got, you've got going on with Annie uh mm -hmm. this friday and i think i read somewhere that you're uh working with jessica over at remodeled love uh yeah yeah yeah, yeah that's right uh so uh remodeled love has a discord server that's mm -hmm. uh it's a really great place because there's a space for everyone like uh there's a place to talk about animals there's a place to talk about uh relationship anarchy there's a like there's a very specific channels for people who are polyamorous to just find other people and just talk about random things. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's actually where I found, uh, where I started to talk to talk to Annie and then just like, we found that we had so many similar interests. Uh, and we started talking about the, the kink side of polyamory, the intersection of kink and polyamory. And we got into this big discussion and it was like, okay, we should definitely do this live. This, nice. These are things that are not talked about often. Uh, 
And so I, I would recommend everyone going to Remodel Love's uh, Instagram and joining that server if you if you're lacking people to talk to about polyamory. Nice, nice. Mm -hmm. And this Friday, tell us a little bit about that uh, collab you've got going with Annie. Yeah, so we talked a bit of just about how BDSM is seen in the mainstream uh, and how it's seen as like, you know, like Fifty Shades of Grey has given us like a very, very uh, narrow-minded, narrow-minded uh, look <laughs> into BDSM. Because although, although it's valid, it's a very small sect of BDSM and kink. And yeah one 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 sect one niche that we we have in common is gentle doming or soft doming uh which is just it's sort of it's hard to put into like one sentence it, it, but it if you can take what it sounds like it's it's just every take everything that you know about bdsm and sort of throwing it out the window and just uh going back and healing a lot of uh childhood trauma a lot of things that you're oh, wow. missing yeah about the things that you were missing and just just having a safe space to be vulnerable to be yourself to open yourself up to being loved by someone and, nice. and it's something yeah it's something that ties into polyamory a lot just because i yes. think looking for other people in polyamory is a very similar journey totally totally and that uh is this friday on instagram live at what time uh, it's at 1 p.m. Pacific Daylight Time and then 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. She's on the East Coast, so yeah. Cool, cool. So 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern Time, and they can follow you at Polyman Answers for that this Friday. Yep. Um, I also want to give you an opportunity to talk about the other things, like your own stuff that you've got going on. Uh, if you want to plug your photography and your uh, personal channel, now's your chance. Yeah, and so I do photography at alba.love, A-L-B-A-H dot L-O-V-E. Um, and it's, you, you have to see it on Instagram. It's hard to describe into words what I actually do with photography. The mentality that I, I usually take is that the images are just, the images are not as important as the experience of the photo shoot. Mm. And so it's the one-on-one -on -one attention to detail. It's the one-on-one -on -one experience that you have when someone is tuning into you 100%. And the images that come out of that are what I'm trying to do with my photography business. Nice. And I, I got to tell you, I had a chance to uh, check it out before the show. Um, and it is really really incredible i, I love oh, your work i think <laughs> thank you so much uh, your framing your lighting uh <laughs> the way that you have the models everything i was just like oh wow this is really freaking good yeah. so uh <laughs> if you're in the sacramento area or you want to uh pay for albert to come out to you wherever you are i'm guessing you're willing to travel oh out. absolutely i i've been traveling a few times uh this past few months and it's been great so if you're if you if my work is something you resonate with then please like contact me all right one more time where can people find you for that uh you can find me at alba.love and on, on instagram alba.love on instagram perfect yes. albert i just want to thank you so much uh it's been such a pleasure to chat with you. Such a pleasure to be able to dive into some of the uh, privileges that we have as men. Some of the things that we can, uh, as a community, you know, attack and and try to be better about uh, in general. I mean, this is a this is a societal issue more than it is, I think, a, a polyam issue. Um, and I don't really know how to 
how to go after it, but definitely, you know, at least as as men in the polyamorous circles, we can be a little more understanding for uh, our 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 women counterparts who are you know shamed for their choices where we're not. So, any last minute things that you wanted to mention? Uh, no, that's pretty much it. Cool, man. Well, again, thank you so much for uh, hanging out. And thank you, as always, to our live audience for tuning in today. As a reminder, when we're live, you get no commercial interruptions, but the same can't be said for the podcast downloads. So be sure to tune in Monday through Wednesday, 2.30 Pacific time, or sign up for our Patreon where you'll get access to our commercial-free RSS feed and support the show. Don't forget to subscribe on YouTube, wherever it is that you download your podcast if you haven't already. And please subscribe to the show uh leave us a review we'll really appreciate it that's all we've got for you all today thank you as always and until next time tomorrow have a nice day thank you for tuning in to the practicing polyamory podcast would you or someone in your polycule like to be a guest sign up at practicingpolyamory.com and join the conversation please support us by subscribing liking and following us on social media at practicing polya by clicking any of the affiliate links on our website or by subscribing at patreon.com slash practicing polya